0: To the Gridiron Show, and I'm really glad I'm doing this now instead of on Sunday night because A, I have actually watched some football, and B, I sound like a semi competent human being. Well, maybe semi competents a bit nice. Welcome back, NFL, after seven frustrating weeks of terrible primetime games. What a week we hate was so much to cover. This is indeed the Gridiron Show. to the Gridiron Show. Will Gavin, Ollie, Hunter in the studio. We're going to look back at week eight. We've got plenty of news to talk about as well. I want to pretend like we left doing the podcast a Tuesday night because the trade deadline was going on and we wanted to make sure that we covered off all the big stories. That's the real reason, yeah, Ollie? Yep, yep. No
1: other reasons. Nothing to do
0: with hangovers or ridiculous uh, amounts of work. Uh, no, none of that.
1: Just it's, we're, it's all about service to you, the people it really is that's all we're all about (laughs) Um, yeah that's how we roll you Uh, and I will Gavin I would like to say as well thank you to all of those kind people who said that my intro last week was just fine uh yeah quite a few people got in touch about that saying
0: uh the 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 general message seemed to be a that it was a good intro but b suggesting that i'd made you do the intro because i was such a triple b at this point that i refused to do it i I think we did explain at the time it's because i was in my house and i didn't want to wake my neighbors or anyone up because it was quite late at night and i do tend to shout at that beginning yeah
1: but i wanted to do the intro intro this time and you said, no, it's what That's, I do.
0: That is you, you seven triple, and nine bullshit.
1: <laughs> you triple be- bead me. I mean, it's it's an absolute disgrace. I, there's no way I, of disproving you. All of these people got right under your skin. None of this is true. And you wanted to claim let's, back let's your rightful... Let's your restart right the show. Let's restart the show and you can do it. No, no, the, the show started. We don't want to... Uh, uh, come on, get, play the intro it. again and no, you do the intro. It's fine, it's fine. If you're going to behave the way that you're going to behave, I think a lot of people at our party which by the way was a, a, a rip-roaring success thank you to everybody that came down it was great to meet you all um i think they would all agree that you are Billy big bollocks I, the, the, it, it, the <laughs> worst a, thing was if you didn't come down when liam blackburn disgrace. of uh, gridiron and i uh turned up uh, because we we ended up staying uh, for the entire game there was a huge queue and we're thinking what's going on why is there such a queue here because the game went to overtime, that's no, why there was such a queue. was a queue because you were signing... <laughs> all of the people were asking they weren't even asking you were signing all of the grid irons oh. as they came up to you it was embarrassing mate embarrassing this is absolute nonsense
0: none of this actually happened um, did you see the tweet I put out today with the um, with the birthday cake on it uh, no I've muted you uh, no it's the tweet from the gridiron account asking people to tweet oh, right, us about yeah. the, uh, that's very funny us, it's about the show that is a five year old child who for their birthday got a birthday cake with the Buffalo Bills logo on and a thing which said f tom brady and it didn't just say f tom brady it was the full word and uh yeah I, this is a family show after all guys <laughs> uh <laughs> family show uh so yeah this, uh, lo- this is right there's loads to loads and loads and loads to talk about but first of all thank you to everyone who did come down to the party i've done that made Why it are you such make- a success because i'm gonna I, I'm, I'm gonna follow on on it Okay, all right, fine. yeah. Um, I apologize that we didn't do a live podcast while we were there. What kind of happened was we got to 10 o'clock, and it looked like we could have done one, and I was kind of all ready to set up the equipment, and then I realized that because I'd been there since like two in the afternoon and only even half watched the London game, and then I stayed on the door most of the night being brought beers to me, of course, and signing shirts and taking selfies, um, <laughs> all of the stuff that Ollie's making up that I did. Did um, you sign a shirt? I signed one shirt yeah. which was for Toby Gillis who works here and has never watched a full game of football in his life he just thought it would be funny he, he turned up for the bowling I, did, I mean who, who does that I did sign it hashtag triple B though because yeah, uh, really? that
1: was funny to me you're the worst person ever
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so thank you to everyone who did come sorry we didn't do it but we just I just hadn't watched any football and it would have been a bit of a disgraceful situation for us to sit there and basically have to be told what had happened and then react to it so wh- uh, what we will do we will definitely do a pubcast at some point pub pod. I think that's
1: definitely you
0: yeah, it <laughs> what was that <laughs> it's actually it's from the NFL website from, uh, it's a Percy Harvin highlight reel and uh, they they's put some really weird music on it um, yeah I, we will do it at some point now my suggestions are going to be we either do it suggestions suggestions, is that we either wait and do it next season with the international series and do it on like the Friday or Saturday night beforehand so people who are travelling down for the weekend could come along and we have more likely to have a, a, a bigger crowd
1: we have more likely
0: Good English, good yeah. English. More likelihood, <laughs> fine. So that is why Matt <laughs> Sherry loves subbing my work, and um, or we do it maybe before, say, Championship weekend or Wildcard yeah, weekend or something like that. Do it on the Friday night or the Saturday
1: night before the games. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. We could do a great. You
0: did make a look like you were disgusted about the idea of that.
1: Well, only because it would it would be worth it for like half a day, and. Uh, we could do it and we could do like a Greg Rosenthal tweet out we'll be here at this time
0: if, if people what we need is we, if people live near and around the London area and would be interested to coming to a podcast on say a Friday night before a weekend of playoff games for a playoff preview and we'll try and get a special guest or two along if we can find anyone that will turn up
1: you know it would be Paolo uh,
0: it'll probably be Paolo. <laughs> yeah. Paolo Bandini will definitely be one of the people uh, yeah, but you know we'd love to we'd love to do it still so if people do fancy it tweet us and let us know if They would be in and around the London area on a January weekend, and we'll do it. Yeah, all right. right? Uh, There are two things to get to at the party. Otherwise, the prize giveaway. So we did tell everyone as they're coming in, we have a whole lovely range of goodies. We've got a Dolphins hoodie, a full Raiders tracksuit, a signed Gus Bradley hat. Uh, We also have three £200 vouchers off trips to the US with Touchdown Trips, Ben Mortimer's company. He's been on the podcast a couple of times now. So what we're going to do, we've got all of the names of all the people that came and all the people who signed up with Ben on the night. We are going to put all those names into a hat in the Friday show and we're going to draw the three winners of those and then the other winners. And whoever contacts us first can pick the first prize. Oh, okay. So we're not going to need one of these today (laughs) i mean we could just do that as we roll up to talk about something else if you want and the second thing is that we've chatted to the venue and we are going to be doing our super bowl party again this year because that makes it sound like that was a joke oh right no
1: (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah that was the it does say SFA comedy drum roll uh but we are going to be doing our super
0: bowl party again this year more details (laughs) tba Uh, at some point in the n- in
1: the near future, but we will be doing a Super Bowl I'll party. I'll tell you what as well, the Super Bowl party, if you went to this party, it was great, but the Super Bowl party is even better. Because uh, it's 800 people, if you manage to get in and uh, bowling we should explain there's an extra whole part of the venue yeah, you weren't yeah, using, yeah, yeah, otherwise yeah. people would be like hold on
0: there were only like 400 of us there and it was packed it was so Gideon's bar mitzvah downstairs an, it was indeed so there is an upstairs and a downstairs brilliantly Gideon's bar mitzvah there was a dad who was a massive Bears Bears fan yeah you remembered well done who kept sneaking upstairs as if he was going for a cigarette to take a phone call but then just coming and sitting by me and watching Red Zone on the big screen in that first little cinema area where we put the denver broncos guys and had the sofas and stuff so yeah incredible brilliant stuff
1: uh should we talk about the football ollie first of all how are you mate i am knackered i reckon i've it's currently uh 11.05 11.05 are you so tired you can't look out the 24 hour clock yeah um i (laughs) i arrived i Excel, I, I excelled I, ex, I did a, a lot of drinking Exceeded? No, what's the word? What I don't even know the did word you
0: were, you, you were still at the Hippodrome when I left, right?
1: Yeah, I ended up sleeping here
0: Did you... <laughs> with kyle <laughs> whereabouts upstairs downstairs oh never downstairs in That's chinese sofa's so
1: small yeah but i am tiny as well oh, so that is true, yeah. it I felt like a double bed <laughs>
0: i have to go and sleep on the three-seater sofa on the
1: third floor if i sleep here so i got home at about 9 a.m uh, right. after waking up like didn't know where i was and it was half seven here um managed to find kyle we left before everybody arrived and saw what kind of state <laughs> we were in. I managed to get home about nine. I had to be back here for two. Got back here for two. I then stayed here until 6am. You did overnight's last night. Yeah, I did the sports bar as well. And then I was back here for 11 to prep for the NFL show. So I've been at my house for four hours uh, since... Well i don't know uh, yesterday since sunday since the party S- since the party really that's incredible maybe a bit longer seven hours but i've only slept for about six of uh, i've i'm a mess right now but uh you know it kind of it it sort of needed the the the, the time, sound
0: music didn't it well, I, like, I was a little bit like that when uh yesterday but nowhere near as bad like so i left firstly did you hear about what happened with uh with abby with abby who works here
1: now she texted me saying just say thanks to the guys for helping me get home. So she stayed when you
0: lot left and came back here. She stayed till the end of overtime with Sherry and with Liam, watched through to the end of overtime, and then was going to get a night bus back across town. And Sherry refused to let her get a night bus and gave her 20 quid from our money we took on the door to get herself a taxi home. Has she paid us back what yet? What a hero. What a he- No, she doesn't have to pay us back. I You're mean, ludicrous.
1: I mean yeah okay yeah we'll, well she can just buy us a burger
0: had there been another single female left at the party at the end we would have paid for their taxi from the door fares as well i just think we happen to know
1: abby i think we probably would have done um sherry's that kind of guy northern northern it's nothing to
0: do with where he's from <laughs> i know plenty of northern people who are terrible human beings that's
1: true well how are you what have you been up to
0: well i after after the party so i left because i'd been at work since like four 4am that morning, the morning of the party. Don't play the sad music, I can see you already on it. <laughs> There's different sad music today. This one's called <laughs> Smallest
1: Violin. <laughs> um, it reminds so, of American it, Tale with Fivel. F- <laughs> yeah! There are no cats in America. Fievel goes with <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And the streets are made of cheese. <laughs> um there are no
0: cats sorry so having been awake for like 24 solid hours working and then working at the pie and then drinking quite heavily the jaeger bombs and the tequila were the bad idea that's when everything went south that was big t's fault yeah that's mostly big t's fault
1: uh, who's got us tequila uh, oh the, the errol, guy, the, guy the
0: manager bought us a tequila what's his name um, errol errold er- er- with a d e-r-a-l-d mm. yeah yeah uh, so uh, it was about four, three three a m ish half time of the cowboys game, maybe third quarter, and I was like guys i 'm going to fall asleep standing up i 'm going home, so I got home. Watched overtime on my sofa at home, having got an Uber back, fell asleep on the sofa. And then my wife woke up at like 6.30 to get ready for work, realized that I wasn't in bed next to her, panicked thinking I hadn't made it home, and then came downstairs to find me l- asleep on the sofa with a beer practically <laughs> in my hand. Has she spoken uh, to you since? <laughs> um, yes, she has, but she wasn't happy at the time. Okay. Um, and then I abandoned her for the day. Like I managed to sleep maybe four hours. Yeah. and then I came in here to do some work uh, and then I went, I went out last night so it wasn't like you where I was working stupid hours but I went to a gig I went to see Ezra Furman at the roundhouse with my dad who was incredible but the support Your act Your dad was
1: incredible Oh,
0: <laughs> I mean my dad is incredible yeah. but it, Ezra Furman was incredible my dad was great fun as always the support act for Ezra Furman was something called Charlotte Church's Pop Dungeon and it was literally Charlotte Church fronting an incredible covers band, like really good guitarist, bassist, four-piece choir, the lot, doing covers of songs that were popular when we were kind of teenagers. They did things like, um, uh, they did things like an R. Kelly megamix. Did they do beaches? Uh, they didn't do beaches, but they did, um, they did. Uh, they did a bunch of metal songs. They did a, a run where they did War Pigs, Marilyn Manson. They did a Destiny's Child, Rage Against the Machine mashup. They did like a bunch of like Lauren Hill and stuff like whoa, that. Whoa,
1: we have to go and watch this
0: Friday the Thirteenth of January in a pub in North London. They're doing it again. Let's do it. Let's um, go, man. I am hundred. It is so much fun. I was texting like my group of Glasto buddies. Let's do the podcast. Going, oh, guys, we've got to go and see this. Well, no you didn't one, text. No one wanted. You didn't text me. Well, I was going to tell you about it on the pod. That's why. Oh, okay. Don't ruin it, thanks, mate. Uh, we've been going for like ten, fifteen minutes. I haven't talked about any football yet, right? I know it's <laughs> an absolute <laughs> disgrace. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, let's crack on because we've got we're going to be hearing coming up in the show from a pair of tight ends, Tyler Eifer and Jordan Reed, reacting to the Wembley tie. Uh, we've asked you on Twitter whether or not you think ties should be abolished in the NFL, and uh, well, guess what. The results of the poll Were pretty much a tie <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, <laughs> I mean, that's incredible I mean
0: they weren't quite sadly It was 52% to 48% But it was close enough I actually to be, voted Yes yeah, yeah, who did I yeah, well, Did you vote abolish Yeah I voted for sudden death Oh I, I voted Keep the, tie. keep the tie i love a tie <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that in a bit as well but let's start off by talking it is trade deadline day lots of deals have been done um, and then we'll talk week eight and we'll, we'll hear from those guys as well the big one over the past two days has clearly been jamie collins who's been traded to the cleveland browns uh, the trade for a 2018 fourth round selection uh, the guy
2: is drunk
1: I think that worked,
0: but it will be for a third round compensatory pick once uh, once they 've assigned uh, designated the loss of the brown Center Alex Mack to Atlanta as a compensatory pick, so that 's going to New England instead um, Devin McCourty described it as shocking for the Patriots to trade Jamie Collins, clearly the most openly talented player on that defense i thought when they let chandler jones go to arizona in the offseason it was because they there were that contract dante hightowers and jamie collins are all up at the end of the season so i figured they were letting him go so they could sign both hightower and collins who combined make a great linebacking pair but there were signs a little earlier in the season coaches calling collins out for going missing on plays or freelancing a bit too much I'm still absolutely stunned that they've allowed a player of that level of talent to go. There are rumours that he was looking for, like, Von Miller money, and he hasn't had the production for that. But he's easily been their leading tackler over the last two years, their leading sack getter. He is a great player. And for the Browns to get him for a compensatory third-round pick is the sort of player that they can build around from next season onwards. And you look at the other players that the Browns have got in that roster, the stuff that they've done uh, both in the draft in this year and the emergence of players like we've talked a lot about Terrell Pryor on the Mm. offence. But guys uh, who have come in and and, um, impressed from the beginning. So Danny Shelton, last year's first round pick, looks absolutely brilliant. Uh, uh, Christian Kirksey in the middle of that linebacking core looks absolutely brilliant. They've kept hold of Joe Tom Honestly, even though I thought the Vikings were going to take him. Actually, the Browns have got some really good building blocks to be a relevant team in years coming forwards. So what you're saying is they're going to beat the Cowboys next week, right? I, I'm saying they're probably still going to go 0-16 this year. Whoa.
1: They could beat teams, but...
0: they <laughs> um,
1: Greg Rosenthal was on the NFL show on yeah. What 2, and he...
0: Why we... Now Greg's our buddy and follows us both on Twitter. Why haven't we got Greg on our show?
1: Do you know, what, we probably should, shouldn't we?
0: So DM him now and see if he'll come on. No, they're recording right now. <laughs> oh no. Well, so we're going to release our podcast at the same time as theirs.
1: Again. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> we really need to stop doing a Wednesday morning podcast. Yeah, we do. Um, but he was, so, he, was, was just, he was Sorry, just on that point. Somebody uh, uh, like a bunch of people came up to me at the party
1: and to you at the party well, as well. well a really big party. To say but to say like they, oh, "Why is the phone the ringing? phone going off?" This is what happened the other day when we were recording. Shall I live answer it? yeah, go on, oh, well, it's I think it stopped, it's stopped. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> carry on
0: <laughs> uh like i I find it really like I know the the Billy Big bollocks thing is funny, and we've had a lot of fun with it, and I get tweeted about it at least twice a day uh, on non football days and even more often on football days, but I I do get genuinely embarrassed when people come up to you and say, like, thank you for doing stuff. Like, when they're like, thank you for doing... I'm like, it's fine. We're just a couple of nerds who just sit in a room and giggle at each other and tell silly stories. And But one person did come up and say, the reason I really like your show and I'm trying to get my friends to listen to it is because you do proper analysis. And I was like, What?
1: <laughs> when? <laughs> when? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I was genuinely stunned. <laughs> I'm gonna pat myself on the back. At um the uh international series game at Wembley the other day, I called that Josh Norman and uh AJ Green do tend to spend do tend to line up naturally against each other because norman it's on the left-hand mm-hmm. side uh, aj Gay- Green is on the right but brilliantly you also called that norman would probably follow him and it happened as well so we were both right well done sir. well done buddy hey uh so sorry greg rosenthal was on the nfl show and, and uh, him obviously being uh in the know big patriots guy uh he is flabbergasted and you'll, you'll probably have already heard it before you listen to us talking about it as well but um he yeah he's utterly flabbergasted it's a finds it a really really strange move and it is i know that bill the belichick, Patriots, i know I that
0: bill belichick the gm is a guy that we don't generally question but that this doesn't seem like a good move looking forward for this organization um maybe something more will come out about it but i really like it for the browns uh let's move on uh, jamal charles placed on injured reserve just gutted I I like we had a big conversation with this in the pub me, you, Sherry and Bandini and there were two on the side of Charles two on the side of Spencer Ware I'm not going to say who was on which side um, just saying that we thought Jamal Charles was done and uh, if he now doesn't come back into the league, that wouldn't be a huge shock to me. They've brought in um, Bishop Sankey to fill his roster spot behind obviously Ware and Shikandrick West, but Spencer Ware is in the concussion protocol after going out of the win over the Colts over the weekend, so they needed extra running back help. But just gutted. Like, uh, there's the series of retirements over the last few weeks. If Jamal Charles, are you going to answer that? <laughs> This is him live answering a phone. I think he's put his microphone down while he's done it. Uh he's he's looking very serious. It looks like it's a genuine work call. Is somebody hoping to use the studio maybe? No. He's chatting to them. He's not sure. Uh he's put the phone down, he's coming back to the
1: microphone. It's happened again. People keep phoning that phone thinking it's the studio upstairs. Shocker. It's really weird. Absolutely. It was shocker. Don McGuinness. Uh and then <laughs> I love when Don I said when I said that I'm downstairs in TalkSport 2, he just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Maybe I don't. I hate Don McGinnis. What a bastard. Uh, um, yeah, so, the... Uh, if I look at... Because we've also had Andre Johnson's retired today. Yep. A- Arian Foster retired last week. And that's basically the two best players in Texans history have both retired in the last week don't worry texans fans you've still got brock osweiler (laughs) No, no, it did lead them to a win but but two (laughs) of my favorite players to watch over recently now jamal charles as well it's making me feel old that these are the kind of guys who are around our sort of age like early 30s mid 30s early 30s um and uh, you know they are now retiring from the league and when i was 2021 they were just coming in rookies really exciting kind of makes me a bit sad
1: I love Jamal Charles. Yeah, uh, there's, uh, I really hope that he can sort all of that out and he could end up somewhere interesting, uh, running back needy. Green Bay, perhaps, would be incredible for me. But I don't think Eddie Lacey's going to stay. Someone like Jamal Charles could come in. I think that would be interesting. I'm Obviously, that we're a, a, a very long way away from that. What is interesting is that Green Bay uh, waived Niall Davis after uh, I think five carries in, in two games for two yards. Nile Davis is, is a former chief. It's not inconceivable that he could go back there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Good Could shout. happen. That's a
0: great shout. Uh, Trent Williams suspended for four games. The uh, Washington left tackle uh, for violating the NFL's policy and program for substances of abuse. I hope it didn't happen.
1: Oh, them. for goodness sake. It's just so boring, this. Uh, Guys, just don't take drugs when you're an, a, a professional athlete earning lots of money. What's the, the point? You've just had
0: a tie in London. You're in a division where you've got the Cowboys playing incredibly well the Eagles actually still looking like a decent team even though they lost again at the weekend and the Giants to come back off the bye having won into the bye and potentially go go, able to go on and run themselves you face the Vikings out of your bye week and you've lost your pro bowl potential all pro level left tackle it's bad bad news for Washington and the offensive line combination of injuries and suspensions this year have been shocking and I mean I've got it in my notes to discuss later but on my uh, quick mentions thing for the Lions Texans game which I watched back the highlights of Dwayne Brown back for the Texans makes that offense look much better makes Osweiler look better makes Lamar Miller look better because he's so good mm. uh, it, the position the importance of the position we know is important but it's just been so highlighted this season it's absolutely ridiculous well
1: it has as well when you're looking uh, and, and we'll talk about it later obviously, of course as well but when you look at Minnesota and how bad that O-line has has very very quickly become and how average it's making sam bradford look okay he's been sacked 11 times in the last two games but it it is such a crucial point on the field and i'll I'll go back to when i had that massive rant about at gms at uh organizations who aren't investing in that o-line and therefore you get running backs and quarterbacks getting injured easier because of all the hits that they're taking because the guys up front aren't aren't good enough compared to the, the mobile guys that they're trying to block it's 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 not rocket science guys you've got to invest there the Browns seem like that they've they're starting to do that despite actually a billion of their quarterbacks going down but it's an absolute disgrace uh, when we will hear from Cam Newton
0: in a little while and his thoughts on I know that's more about the refereeing but quarterback protection basically final thing and I mentioned that you heard a little bit of music earlier Percy Harvin is back and he's not just back he's back with the Buffalo Bills paying him a million dollars including incentives over the final eight games of this season uh, obviously Sammy Watkins has had his issue with this foot and he will be out until at least week 12 based on the fact that they did place him on uh, uh, they placed him on designated to return. Uh, what They used to call it the IR boomerang on uh, around the yeah. NFL. Yeah. It's a good name for it. Um, they're missing Marquise Goodwin
1: with concussion. Greg Salas is on injured reserve. Um, Robert Woods has had his issues with coming back from injury as well. I think it, the only guy that they've got left, uh, let's have a look here, Justin Hunter. <laughs> uh, Brandon Tate. Ouch. You know what I mean? Like... And, and like Percy Harvard is a player who is consistently frustrated
0: and he the kind of gadget player the kind of Tavon Austin the Corderell Patterson who never quite live up to the exciting moments that they have the splashy returns the the sudden you know jet sweeps where they'll take it 40 yards for a touchdown but then just don't do it, don't tend to do it in the general receiving game but yeah, it makes sense to me. Buffalo trying to Im- increase... I-, I loved the comments from Rex Ryan where he basically went, we're now three games down on the Patriots. Tom Brady's playing to a ridiculous level. We'd be ludicrous to think we're going to win this division this year.
1: I think that's... Um, it's refreshingly o- honest, isn't it? Uh, shall we talk about London? Let's talk about London.
0: Uh, oh, I did make a note saying other trade deals. There were i talked to other trade deals. The one that didn't happen... And you can go to Tuesday Morning Touchdown on the gridiron-magazine.com website, our weekly blog with our thoughts on the weekend, for my thoughts on why the Vikings should have gone hell for leather to get some extra cap space and go out and either get Joe Staley, who was apparently available for a second-round pick, or Joe Thomas, who was apparently available for a second-round pick. Because last <coughs> night, they made Pernell McPhee and um, uh, their rookie as well (laughs) this is all in the article but basically they made them look like the vic fangio system they had at the 49ers they had alden smith and justin smith on that side of the line Mm. jake long is a terrible replacement at left tackle they went and spent so much to get sam bradford in because they knew they had a super bowl window and now they've kind of closing their own super bowl window by not improving their o-line shocking stuff i just wanted to throw that in there that's all we're going to talk about monday night football good win for the bears defence looked a lot better Jordan Howard looked good I think they're going to look good going into the rest of this season because that young defence is getting better I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the season going from a position of being what are they two and six now if they finished six and ten seven and nine that wouldn't be a big shock to me at all
1: yeah um yeah London game
0: <laughs> So I went, uh, I didn't go to my first London game since 2009. Don't worry, man. And it was the best one in that entire period of time. So um, it was a great
1: game. I am bitter. Uh, Kirk Cousins looked really good. The interception was basically almost like a punt away. You could see what he was trying to do, a bit of a, a, a Hail Mary you, I mean, it, that wasn't bad quarterback play. The rest of the game, he looked absolutely brilliant. What he had was the double threat. And if you go to Tuesday morning touchdown on uh, at Gridiron, um, I spoke about the the dual threat that Washington now have, uh, with um, Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed. Vernon Davis, uh, ninety plus yards, five tu- five uh, receptions. He looked like almost like the 49ers Vernon Davis that we saw a couple 2 or 3 years ago with that dual threat they could have a similar sort of offense ish uh, and, and it is a bit of a stretch to new to new england Jameson Crowder had a, a really good game uh, that washington line actually managed to keep cousins pretty well prote- protected the only issue is that they've got um, is a lack of running but with a bye week hopefully get their guys, uh, Matt Jones, back to full fitness. And I think, actually, um, the I running... I like b- Rob Kelly, actually. Well, Ro- Rob Kelly... Didn't fumble the ball. Didn't fumble the ball. The stat line doesn't look great, but actually, he looked pretty good. I mean, uh, three and a bit yards per, per carry, but the, he he can cut from both sides. He's He is a one-cut back, but I like the look of him as well. When it came to Cincinnati... Jordan, uh, Tyler Eifert is back and that is absolutely key because he uh, is a guy and they found him in the red zone that that, that gives them that option allows other people uh, in and around him to find space to find um, uh, 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 matchups where they can then start getting their offense moving mm-hmm. AJ Green uh, Tyler Boyd suddenly looked okay as well Gio Bernard, Jeremy Hill all of that is needed uh, and will flourish because Tyler Eifert is back. And the fact that t- Tyler Eifert back, Jordan Reed back, and Jordan Reed
0: against those coverage linebackers who have been dreadful. Um, it was very much, as Ollie put it on Tuesday morning touchdown, a tale of two tight ends. Shall we hear from said two tight ends? Now, because our party was on, we didn't get to go do the locker room stuff ourselves this week. So, our man, Ollie Hunter, didn't go down our man (laughs) our man mike white uh went down there for us and uh he got a couple of interviews now obviously he's a man with many hats on so if you were listening to the live five live show on sunday evening you may have heard some of these snippets of these interviews as well but here is the great man talking with tyler eifert but first of
3: all Jordan Reed. Jordan, first of all, before we talk about the game, how good did it feel to be back?
2: Uh, I felt great, man. Um, you know, special moment to come back at Wembley and uh, you know, enjoy this atmosphere. So it was just, a, it was a great, it was a great thing.
3: How desperate were you to get back into action?
2: Yeah, I was. You know, I was very excited to be out there, man. Uh, missing those two weeks, you know, never like missing games. Um, watching from home, so I knew myself I was going to play my hardest and uh, you know do what I could.
3: 99 yards and a touchdown as well
2: in there is is that almost as good as you could have hoped for apart from not getting the win. Uh, you, I I'll probably look at the film and see some things that I wish I had back you know like always um you know so uh just got to look at couple routes that I I could have won on and, and I was overthinking and you know didn't take advantage of so you know I take the positive with the negatives and I try to fix my mistakes <clears throat> a tight game I've just
3: come from the, the Bengals locker room and it feels like a sense of deflation over there is there any more positivity over this side
2: oh I I'm, 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 I got positive myself you know I feel like um we, we, we came back as a team we stayed together when we were down and we and we ended up coming back and you uh, <clears throat> Almost getting a W, so uh, it's just, I feel positive.
3: What could have made the difference? We know field goals, and I will maybe ask you about that. But within the game itself, what could you have done, maybe as a team, to, to get over the line sooner?
2: Uh we could have we could have made some more plays, man. Uh, my, me myself, you know, I I didn't take a, advantage of a couple of uh, opportunities that I I should have, you know, that I usually do. Uh, you know, I'm gonna take this bye week and uh, you know work on those things and uh, come back versus Minnesota.
3: It's a tough division, though, isn't it? How competitive is it gonna be with this tie as well? It just all of a sudden it changes the landscape a little bit, doesn't it?
2: It's definitely a tough division, and uh, every week is very important. Um, just like every game, you know, every every team, you know, it's a it's a, it's a important game. So uh, we just gotta come back and and just keep doing what we gotta do and not worry about what everybody else is doing.
3: Another saying in sport goes: "You win as a team, you lose as a team. In this case, you tie as a team." What would you be saying as a team to, to Dustin Hopkins at this stage?
2: Uh, man, keep your head up. You know, um, I missed some plays. We all missed some plays today. Every single last one of us. So it's not on one player or one play. It's um, we're a team. Can he come through this? Definitely, man. He's a he's a he, he's a uh, great guy. He, you know, has, he has God on his side, and um, you know, he's gonna work through this and uh, you know, come back strong. How
3: much did you enjoy Wembley. You mentioned it at the start of the interview. What did it mean to you to play here?
2: <clears throat> it was a great experience, man. Um, definitely loved the experience. Everybody was very positive, great energy, and um, you know, you guys are great hosts. It was, it was good.
3: You had your share of fans in there. It's supposed to be a Cincinnati home game. Could you sense that you had plenty of Redskins fans there? Yeah, man. They
2: got loud when we needed them too. Uh, they did a great job for us, and we really appreciate them. What's the American perception
3: between the, within the players of what's happening in the, with the game over in this country?
2: Uh, ah. Yeah. It's just I didn't really talk to any other teams that came here, but for me, you know, I see it. You know, it seems exciting. It seems fun to come here and play and um, you know enjoy you know, going overseas, overseas, in front of these fans and these people out here and um, you know enjoy something new. Do you welcome the chance to come back yourself. Definitely, I would definitely like to come back to Wembley and um, you know play here again. What would you say if the, if
3: you were asked to vote on a team being placed in in London or in England in general? What would you say if you had the vote?
2: I would say uh, yeah, man. Uh, Guys, you know, you guys got a great city, and, you know, great fans, and uh, I think it'll be good.
3: Tyler, thanks for your time. First of all, your reaction—not a defeat, not a win, at a tie. What do you take away from that?
4: Yeah, they're not not what you're looking for. They're not. It's hard to kind of put it into words how you feel because it's it is better than a loss, but it's not not why we came over here. And so it's tough. We just gotta we gotta play better and but it is what it is so we move on we, we look at the film and make the corrections Will both
3: teams look at that and, and look at opportunities to win that game?
4: Yeah I think it, go, it, it could go both ways both teams had their chances I mean we it was a hard fought game shoot uh, right down to the wire and uh, we just gotta we gotta be better more consistent and uh, take advantage of those opportunities when we have a chance to win the game.
3: I know it's difficult when you just come off a game. What do you pick out as those areas where you think we can just
4: make alterations? There? Yeah, it's it's hard to tell right now. We, you know, we'll watch the film. Um, you know, the you know the obvious things that everybody sees. You just you got to take care of the football and and avoid penalties. But you know that stuff stuff happens, and you got to move on and find ways to overcome it.
3: 102 yards, a touchdown in there as well for you personally, especially coming back from the injury the way you have done. How, how personally satisfying was that?
4: Yeah, I was just, I felt good. My ankle, um, or my ankle feels good. My back feels good, um, and those were things that I was confident in. It was no surprise that that uh, I felt felt good physically. So, just it's, it's just hard though. It doesn't matter if you if you play well or, or you play you don't play well. It's just it's tough when you you put all that work in and you and you end up with a tie. Seems like you're wrestling with mixed emotions at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it, no one really knows how to react when it, when there's a tie. Um, it's so rare, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's especially rare in the NFL, and it's like I said. You, we came over here to win the game, and we didn't get it done. So we got to be better. In a tough division,
3: does they still keep you in the hunt? You have the bye week now. Do you, does they still keep you well in there?
4: Oh yeah, we're still in the hunt. We're, you know, we're game back. Um, depending on what the rest of the teams do this week, um, you just you never know. It's a long season. It's a grind, and you just got to keep pressing on and working hard and hope for good things to happen. I know you were a big part of the, fan,
3: the NFL Fan House event in London on Saturday and a big part of this, obviously, today with the, the fans at Wembley Stadium. What have you made of the experience?
4: Oh, the experience has been great. The fans have been awesome. Uh, everything's been first class. Um, you know, There's no, no complaints as far as the, um, the experience outside of the game. Does it
3: just feel like part of the NFL now, Does, or did it feel different to you?
4: Uh, it was a little bit different just because there's not a home and away crowd. Um, but other than that, it, you know, it's same kind of field, same, same everything.
3: So did you, get, did you get enough from the crowd that you needed from a home crowd though?
4: Yeah, no, they were, they were good. They were, um, they were very supportive and and into it. So it was, it was good. They were, they were awesome. I tell you what, Tyler Eifert sounded
0: genuinely gutted about the tie and his team Didn't even miss the field goal. Oh man, that field goal! I'm sorry. Have we got that audio of the guy? uh, I think I might have left it open in a uh, in a a Chrome window in there for you. Uh, You'll have heard this audio on the Around the Field podcast. You've heard it a million other places, but it is incredible. A guy from German TV tries to do a sideline interview with Dustin Hopkins after he's missed that kick, and let's just hear how the Washington PR guy reacts to him trying to do an interview.
2: Justin Upkins, what went wrong with the kick? Uh, first of all, I'm just disgusted that that happened uh, for my guys.
1: No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Which is incredible. There's a guy with that looks like a long-haired you. Um, <laughs> oh, the guys hosting the German TV <laughs> yeah. coverage are amazing, and they're just they're just laughing. <laughs> it is very very funny. He looks. No, 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 no interviews on the field. The reporter guy looked a bit like. Uh, one of the blokes that tried to sneak into our party. (laughs) Yeah, you're (laughs) not wrong.
0: Uh, (laughs) They were irritating. Um, Yeah, they were. So, uh, the the, the final question on this game that I have notes on are the tie now. This kind of came from... um, uh peter king's monday morning quarterback this week he was talking about the tie in the nfl and saying that he believed there should be no fifth quarter but sudden death until someone scores and so we asked on twitter do you feel that that would be a good idea just going because really realistically what's an extra one or two series at the point when you've already played five full quarters of football so 52 percent said keep the tie 48 percent Said Sudden Death. Just to go through a few of your responses. Fantastic Mr. Rock said, Keep ties but change the overtime rules. Both teams should be allowed at least one possession each. So eliminate the touchdown wins it.
1: I agree with that. I'm with him on that. Didn't affect this game at all, but I agree with him on that one. Ben
0: Crellin says, uh, at Ben Crellin, Either get rid of overtime and let ties after 60 stay as ties or adopt college football's overtime rules. So you and I, we love college football's overtime rules. I still wouldn't apply them to the NFL. Neither would I. I'm glad. I was, look, this is good. This is good synergy, mate. Uh, Sean Jack says, field goal shootout. Start
1: at the 30. If both teams make it, move back five yards until one team misses. I tell you what, I quite like that, but I reckon you'd get far more kicker suicides than there currently are. <laughs>
0: do, do, um, the, uh, if you've never heard our interview with Morton Anderson that we did on the old show a while back, I might dig it out and put it out one time, because he tells a great story about how he got his job back at the Falcons when he came back to the league. I tell you and what, that did, is a
1: great story. He basically
0: did a kicker shootout to get his job back, and it is amazing. I, we should try and get Morton on before, again, because he was brilliant. Uh each team has a drive starting of their own twenty. Most yards gains wins, if still a tie repeat, but only give them three downs each. Seems a little bit I don't want to go anything more complicated than's already there. Uh, Tom Lawrenceon as a neutral on Sunday, the tie was a great finish to a great game. Plus, would have been stranded in London if the game had gone on any longer. Could have come to our party, Tom, couldn't you?
1: Yeah, that's a good point, actually, yeah.
0: And Alex Edwards says point after shootout. How long would that go on for, though? How many PATs are missed, even on now they've moved further back?
1: A whole lot more. Yeah, more. Well, I, but uh, I think not
0: enough to justify a shootout. You could easily see like twenty in a row being converted, couldn't you? What about
1: kicking, but from an angle? So more like conversions in rugby. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I, I, actually, hold on. This is one thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) When I did watch the highlights back, that I did get angry about, what on earth was Sean McVeigh and uh, Jay Gruden doing on second and four, getting Kirk Cousins to roll out into the middle and take a knee, basically, or slide, so that they could go for the field goal there from short distance? Rob Kelly hadn't fumbled. They'd had no problems with ball security beyond that one inception, which, as we've already said, was uh, almost forgivable. Yeah, it wasn't on Um, Kirk Cousins that. And, uh, just why not try and run it? You get the first down. There's plenty more time on the clock. Keep pushing forwards. We saw it in the Raiders overtime. They ended up going for it and getting a touchdown. They could have settled for a
1: field goal much earlier well, in that and drive. We, and we it saw made it, me
0: properly angry.
1: We saw it with the Cowboys as well. Uh who, who got a touchdown also in in overtime.
0: Washington deserve nothing more than a tie because of that
1: wow you've that really you've wound yourself up i like really irritating (laughs) yeah yeah. that's uh that's great
0: uh should we go through a few there's a uh a few tweets on this one tom marsh said great game at wembley with some terrific performances aj green norman eifert reed etc but ties in the nfl are rubbish i've obviously changed that uh to uh (laughs) accommodate uh david boyle uh, not on that but just went week nine and no live game for the browns or lions yet Are they that bad? Hashtag, of course they are. I don't think the Lions are that bad. The Browns are.
1: Yeah, the Browns are. The Lions are so streaky. uh, Nick
0: asks us about potential season changing trades. It's already gone, I'm afraid. Uh, Tony on the Jamie Collins trade. Can you think of anywhere worse to be traded than the Browns? what is the radio equivalent going from talk sports to dots, um, dots, dots?
1: Must be some sort of hospital radio, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: I was just going to say, that's a, that whatever we say here, we're going to offend somebody, yeah. we know. so I think we just stop. Um, Alex even says, is a hashtag the guy is drunk thinking Vikings might fall away and miss out on the playoffs entirely
1: this season? I, I would love that. I the, the the NFC North is a mess. I mean, who knows who's going to come out of that with a win? Probably the way that Aaron Rodgers is playing, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. But who knows? I mean, you really don't know. Uh, the Lion, uh, the, sorry, the Vikings have really fallen off a cliff. That O line is disintegrated. As I said earlier, Bradford doesn't look great, but they do have the best defense, and they've got. They're healthy on defense, and that's the problem with Green Bay. They are not healthy on defense. And then, saying all of that, it could be the Lions that do it. Who knows? Currently, they sit in second seed.
0: I know we're only eight weeks into the season, so it's ridiculous to look at that at this point. Behind the Dallas Cowboys, but then behind them, Seahawks, Falcons, Packers, Giants, Eagles, Washington, Detroit, Cardinals. You know, any of those teams could make the playoffs. And then the Saints, at three and four, they face off with the 49ers next week to go four and four. There's some teams in that NFC. We're, we're going to go through a few of the weekend's games. I just thought we'd have a look uh, and see what people were saying on the old thing. Well, let's look,
1: if you look at this, a lot of people all used to say uh, the NFC, even very, very recently, the NFC is far stronger than the AFC. But you looking at it, you've got a seven and one team, you've got two six and two teams, you've got a five and two team, a four and three team, and a five and three team. The bro- uh, the compare problem we- that. Compare that to the nfc you've got one six and one team a five and two team a four and two and one team and that's everyone else is four and three I mean the the only thing you would say is that the AFC
0: West makes a big difference on that. We'll get to all of that. Uh just one uh somebody um got in touch first of all say thank you for the party, thank you Tom. Uh said rumours for next year, teams, number of games, etc. Thoughts on Finn Saints games as one of them. Now we, this is has been announced that the Miami Dolphins against the New Orleans Saints will be one of the games, Dolphins as the designated home team. I for one am delighted that we're gonna get another chance to see Drew Brees live again, uh, provided one of the great Wembley games in the shootout with the Chargers uh, back in 2008 and which game was better an absolute nailed on first ballot
1: hall of famer whichever way you slice it so it'd be great to see him I agree I agree I, I would like to see him yeah I'm with you and uh, gray uniforms too yeah which yeah. game was better was, yeah, that game or 27 27 well I wasn't at that game so I couldn't tell you okay fair enough uh, if anyone was at both uh, tweet us up at gridiron and look, tell the, us which one was better the Saints Chargers game was probably my
0: favourite game on the field but from what I understand the atmosphere at Wembley on Sunday just gone was incredible and people for Saints Chargers only the second international series game a lot of people were still learning how to behave as an NFL crowd I don't mean that in a condescending way but I just mean you know yeah. loud on loud on defence quiet on offence all that sort of stuff and and you know, they've got it now people understand and people know the nuances I mean I, I maybe didn't know the nuances in 2008 I was only my second live, you know, third live NFL game if you include one out in the States so you know it's 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 developed a lot in time so I imagine Sunday might have been a more enjoyable occasion but that was a great product on the pitch mm. that Saints Chargers game um, right should we, go, should we talk about how long have we been going for by the way Ollie, uh, what does the timer say in the little bottom right hand corner because that will include the interviews as well 48.34 Blimey. Way too long. That's how long we've been going for. Shall we just quickly run through some of the weekend's games then? Yeah. As we're already on Wednesday and we don't want to do too many of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go through the quick mentions section first. Broncos beat the Chargers. Sadly, that might put the division beyond those plucky San Diego Superchargers uh, the AFC West now has two a uh, six and two and two five and two teams after the Chiefs also battered the Colts although Chargers Titans I said this earlier this week I was like looking at next week's late games I really hope Sky show Chargers Titans because even though it's not a sexy game in theory based on the number of supporters they have here I think that's a really nice interesting even matchup of two teams who started the season badly and are now in the ascension and they are showing Chargers Titans I'm looking around. at it
1: Right now, they are
0: showing Chargers Titans. I did say Chargers Titans, which is not what they're called, but there we go. uh I already said about Dwayne Brown, and then I just put Browns v Jets. Ugh.
1: Yep, nothing nice at all about that. Browns browning it up. The Jets not looking very good. Ugh.
0: Hey, Ollie. I have to say, if I look at all of the games this past weekend, It might have been the best slate of four games you could have watched in a row in a very long time. Or three games, because it's a bit harsh to compare that. But if you watched the tie at Wembley, and then immediately watched Tom Brady's masterclass for the Patriots, because in that game, and I I made a note of this stat, uh, uh, Tom Brady is 39 years old, and at no point in his career has he gone four games in a row with a passer rating above 120. The top rating is one four four one four one, whatever it is. He, since coming back from that suspension, has averaged over one hundred and twenty-seven passer rating, and has over one twenty in every game. He was phenomenal. So even though you may not enjoy it, it it was a masterclass and beautiful to watch. Even if you you have issues with the Patriots, and then you got to watch in the eight PM, normally nine PM game a falcon statement win a shootout Aaron Rodgers playing well as well that was a stunning game
1: it was an 8.30 game but yeah no, no, yeah whatever no, yeah the, the other game the, the the next game on the slate how are you feeling about that right now do you know what our defence is banged up we don't have a running back, really. Don Jackson ran for a bit. Aaron Ripkowski was excellent. I was doing this World Smalls
0: Violin, but then I realised I was doing the Godfather theme tune, just completely subliminally. Paolo Bandini's not here, is
1: he? <laughs> um, I, I'm i not that disheartened about it. I think Aaron Rodgers, and I mentioned it to Matthew Sherry, who is the biggest Aaron Rodgers hater. A uh, doubter. Has, he, say, I want to say doubter, He said to me, it may have been the beer talking, but he said to me that A. Rodgers is back. I couldn't bring myself to call him A. Rod. Aaron Rodgers is back. He's sat in the pocket. His lateral movement, side to side, with using his feet, was incredible. It, downfield throwing was brilliant. He had. He was the leading rusher on the day. I think he ran for sixty yards. Sixty yards. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And
0: here's the point: is that we saw that second half performance against the Bears, which was a Damn good second half. But I said in last week's in this very show last week I said he needs to show me that again for a full 60 minutes against the Falcons and boy did he do just that and he did it with no running back he even Tyler Montgomery wasn't even there due to some bizarre illness he did it throwing to Geronimo Allison and Trevor Davis and Jeff Janis it was the best Aaron Rodgers performance since that run at the start of last season Mm -hmm. when he carried your team for basically the first five or six games of the year he was was brilliant but the Falcons I uh, they still have issues on defense their pass rush does look better it's not great still but they already have 19 sacks at the halfway point this season that's the same as they had the entirety of last year Mm. so already that combination of Beasley and the other chap looks much better Uh, but they are right now rivaling New England for the best offense in the league and I think slightly better Britain Dallas Yeah, I think they are the best offense in the league right now.
1: What was impressive about this was uh, Julio Jones, I think he was only targeted, or only had five receptions. Julio Jones. Julio. He (laughs) had one target in the second half. Uh, He he was slightly banged up. They had no Tevin Coleman as well, who was out, actually... uh, No, I think he was out for um, uh, some sort of concussion or hamstring issue. Uh, But he wasn't playing. So they did all of this... Put 33 points on, albeit, yes, a very banged-up um, Green Bay Packers team, uh, defence, but they still look very good. Devontae Freeman, who I was, uh, I thought he wouldn't do as well as he did last season, he's backed that up. He looks a very, very nice player as well. I'm loving what the Falcons are doing. And do you know what else I, I saw today? I saw a video of what their new stadium's going to be like. And holy moly, it looks incredible. Still don't understand like why they're doming it again, but... Even the games they've lost... It's a dome that
0: opens. Even in the games they've lost, they've been good losses, if that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, the Seahawks game. They should have beaten the Seahawks. They were unfortunate not to. Um, What I found really interesting, and, and they did this against Denver, and then they did it again against Green Bay, is that they're playing in this kind of very base... Format. And this is what the new, uh, new, uh, new England do very well when they play their two tight end sets. When you play two tight ends and then you play the wide receivers in that 12 formation outside of the tight ends, with the tight ends outside, sorry, of the wide receivers inside, when you have running backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield, what you do is you force... Teams, when you play two running backs or two tight end sets, mm. to keep their linebackers on the field. It's so popular nowadays to play nickel football, to play dime football, to play you know four corners, five corners, even six. You know, ridiculous or defensive backs. Sorry, if including the safeties. They force these mismatches by playing two running backs in Coleman and, and in uh, and and in Freeman in playing two tight end sets, which means you have to leave your linebackers on the field to cover the run. And then what you're seeing is Matt Ryan doing a lot of really interesting stuff with running backs out of the backfield with the tight ends both running routes basically forcing those linebackers to cover and then doing what the patriots are doing getting mismatches and both of those offenses now are based on timing and on mismatches and that's very exciting and, and that was I in- would love to see a fac- uh, a <laughs> a falcons patriots super bowl and that mismatch- I think that is too far i don't think the falcons will go that far you'd love to see the patriots I in love- the su- in the super Bowl. i think that would be a great matchup it was all oh, the, enca- the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl, it, so I'd like to see a team I can root for going against them. Okay, fair and I
1: feel like I can root for Matt Ryan and Julio and the boys. It was encapsulated those m- mismatches by uh, Matt Ryan on that very final drive where he found Mohamed Sanu, who had uh, lined up down the center against Nick Perry, a linebacker. Sanu plucked the ball out of the air, brought down his feet in the end zone. It was it as a if i was a neutral that would have been a wonderful place to watch
0: could we just talk about the rest of the nfc yeah, south g- very quickly let's do it let's do it man carolina might have saved their season you were just talking about the records in the nfc i know they're only two and five but in the three games before this game at the weekend which they ran out winners by 30 points to 20 against the arizona cardinals The the previous three games, the Panthers have given up 35 points and 470 yards on average in those three games. Mm. This game the guys who we we called out k1 short and starlo telalele we named and shamed on the last show man they were so good this week they got pressure they stopped the run uh, what was uh, you might have the stats in front of you uh, J- johnson was restricted to something like 45 yards
1: on 20 uh, odd carries you're right i think he got a load of um, points from out of the backfield a uh, load of points a load of yards from out of the backfield as well but yeah they they stuffed the run and i what they had and I, I i hate to say i called it but i did what they had was that extra week off to properly scheme for johnson and um and, and, and Ellington, but mainly for johnson and stuffing that run stuffing the box Getting the pressure up on on them, and that affected everything else that Carson Palmer could do, and the, and the and the Cardinals could do. And from there, with all of that pressure, I think they went out to a twenty four nothing lead. Uh, Cam Newton looks really good as well. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you this: Are the Panthers reborn?
0: I, I th- yes, to an extent. I still think they're going to find it tough to hit the playoffs this year, but I think that they. If there's a team that are going to pull it back from 1-5 and in the way that the Chiefs did last season, that Panthers performance convinced me the Panthers would be the team to do it.
1: But... Are are the Panthers...
0: Are they... Or
1: are they... That sounded like my stomach did earlier on. That's definitely... It says SFX Panther. They're growling.
0: They're Panthers. Uh, But, at the same time... I hate it. It makes me feel... It puts me (laughs) so on
4: edge.
0: Uh, But at the same time the saints 25 to 20 win against seattle and it, and you know it came down to the last couple of plays it's an absolute muddle in there but the saints are finally showing some 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 balls on defense basically they will be back to four and four when they beat the san francisco 49ers next week their schedule down the stretch doesn't look killer seattle the seahawks could beat seattle so the, Se- the saints could be playing meaning football in december and you could See a situation where actually you've got two teams really challenging for wildcard spots for an NFC South that's also going to have the Falcons going through as the division winners. It's a great division. All of a sudden, the poor, poor mm. Bucks, poor Bucks. What are the talking of the Bucks, they managed to lose to a Raiders team who gave up twenty-three penalties. How's that happened? Six hundred. Pl- <laughs> they had over six hundred yards of offense. The the Bucks only had two hundred and sixty yards of offense, and yet this game had to go to overtime because the Raiders gave up so many penalties that they a lost gains that they had, and then they had the case of giving the Bucks plenty of extra yardage on that basis. Um, the the guy I wanted to mention from this one, moving away from the NFC South, is Derek Carr. I've been a Derek Carr doubter for the last year um you know he he, he has all of the base skills he's smart he's athletic he throws well but his stretch of the last six games of last season he was very poor and he's been erratic this year he's had some flashes of brilliance Mm. but he often misses open throws stays on reads too long before moving on um I still think he's the best of that group if you include Bortles and Bridgewater and that in there but he's shown some real inconsistencies this year which is what makes that performance on Sunday
1: absolutely huge. 500 yards, four touchdowns. It was outstanding.
0: If he does what Rodgers did and builds on that performance next week, they could be a really
1: big challenger in the playoffs this year, the Raiders. Exactly. Uh, and what better defense to do it against than Denver. <laughs> so Wow. Listen, Oof. and that's, that is the late game. That is such a great game to watch. It, where is it? In Denver or in the Coliseum? In the Coliseum. Ooh. However, the the Raiders are 5-0 uh, on the road this year.
0: Including out east as well. They've played loads of games on the east coast. That is nuts. Yeah. Um, for me, the thing is, they've won a bunch of games this year without looking good. And so one of two things happens when you do that. You either get good... With a good record already in place, live up to your record and push on, which we've seen teams do in recent years. I think that's what happened with the Broncos um, for stretches last year. I think that's what happened if you look at um, the Seahawks when they went to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. They started that season off very sloppily and came into it. Or your poor play catches up with you and your record returns back to the mean. Mm. And with that performance on Sunday, it felt like the one which could put the Raiders over the hump from being a team who could easily slide back to 500 to being a team who should push off and and should be a playoff team this year. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. Totally agree. Uh, They are looking very, very exciting. Uh, what's amazing about all of this? We still haven't talked about the Cowboys-Eagles
1: game from Sunday Night Football. I mean, I mentioned it briefly. Uh, You know, a, 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 a winning... A touchdown-winning drive in overtime by Dak Prescott, uh, rolling out to his left, turning back in, finding Jason Witten free in the end zone to win the game. I mean, I, I you know, I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit. I've got, I've expanded on it, but tell me more about that game, Will Gamin. Uh, this is one
0: of the three or four games I watched back in full over the last couple of days while I was ha- hungover and tired. Um, it was You're such a great husband. It was. D- <laughs> <laughs> it was dak prescott's worst game for the cowboys really oh yeah hands down
1: he but he uh, scored a rushing touchdown
0: yeah he did score a rushing touchdown his his mobility is still his power uh, you know good option plays they ran a very smooth when he scrambles out of the pocket um he has real moments where he doesn't see the field. Like, I talk like Colin Kaepernick not seeing the field, where he doesn't read it properly. Missed some really open receivers, but what he does in that kind of Russell Wilson-esque way is he negates his own mistakes by doesn't see the field very well, but then he scrambles and makes a positive play. Um, I'm not saying that Roma should be thrown back in, um, but you look at both those touchdowns, the Witten touchdown... He did, um, like, Jason Whitton moved into scramble mode himself, did brilliantly to get uncovered, forced the two safeties to run into each other by changing direction of his route, and that was brilliant. The Des Bryant touchdown was a brilliant play by Des. So he was kind of bailed out by his big-name receivers a bit, but the point is, back to the Raiders thing, he won whilst not looking as good as he's looked in recent weeks, and that is in ways more impressive to me, whereas i saw an amazing stat about the eagles and we've talked a lot about the, how much they've missed lane johnson since he's been out their system has moved to so much underneath play so much about darren sproles how many throws over 20 yards do you think carson wentz attempted on sunday night Five? Zero. Oh wow not one pass attempted over 20 yards and they've got stretch the field guys there like jordan matthews I, it's no surprise to me that there was a lot of talk about them trading for Tory Smith. It didn't happen before the trade deadline, but that could end up, their, their lack of missing Lane Johnson on the line and their lack of talent in the receiving core could cause the Eagles to miss out on the, uh, Jordan Matthews isn't
1: someone who lacks talent.
0: I think Jordan Matthews is a good receiver. It's kind of like what's the, it's actually kind of like the system that they've come to from the Chiefs, where Jeremy Macklin's kind of one of those, not really a true number one receiver, but good enough. A Jarvis Landry, if you will. But Jarvis Landry is such a slot-based player, whereas at least those guys stretch the field a bit. Jarvis
1: can stretch stretch the field.
0: I see, but you you look at the number of catches he's made that have been within five to ten yards of the line of scrimmage. It's a bulk of his plays, those sorts of plays, and then he can... He's good after the
1: game. Yeah, you're right. He is good after Um, the game. Whereas you
0: need guys who can stretch the field to open up your running game. Ryan Matthews did nothing in this game. I think he was on the play, on the field for like eight plays or something. You know, just, they really don't like him. Mm. (laughs) Um, so uh, there are, there are issues with the Eagles offense, which I think, uh, either not fixable before drafting or free agency next year or relying on a player like, say, Doriel Green-Beckham to suddenly live up to his substantial natural talent by suddenly translating it to on the field and and mentally. So I think there's a chance the Eagles, after such a brilliant start, miss out on the playoffs this Mm. year. But none of us thought they were a playoff team. And they've really impressed still. And Carson Wentz is still the guy. I, I like the Eagles a lot. I just think they're probably on the cusp
1: of missing out which division has every team above 500 it's the nfc east who would have thought that it's ridiculous who would have thought that and
0: uh, the nfc east and then the afc west who should have every team above 500 if the chargers had any idea of how to hold on to a closing out a game come on guys (laughs) come on guy uh thursday night football falcons at bucks on gridiron-magazine.com predict a game it's at the top there you can log in you can we, we get involved um <laughs> I'm going Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons as well. Uh This
1: is a I know it's short week. I know it's on the road, but they're just a much better football team. Much better football team. The Bucks haven't looked great uh, and I love I love watching the Falcons. It's on Twitter, guys. So if you don't have Sky, you can watch it on Twitter. Just get over the repetitive adverts and you're fine. Um but I really I really liked uh, I really like watching it on Twitter. It's good fun. Quality's great as well. I watched the Melbourne Cup last night on Twitter. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was good. It Excellent. Was good. Rupert Bell's brother's horse was in it. Didn't win. Didn't win. Didn't no. win didn't win didn't but
0: win. but was in there that's yep. that's the main thing um, just having a look through i don't think uh, there were a few other tweets about the games but it's kind of things we've already kind of skirted over or touched on so i'll just say thank you to james Kemp for getting in touch thank you to simon davis for getting in touch thank you to nick boyd thank you to mark the ruptured duck uh he wants to know if we we're going to predict a vikings win over the lions well, we're not that's for the later in the week alan hazley did ask did the magazine curse the vikings by featuring them on the latest cover fun fact Andy Dalton was our main star in the latest magazine. He did the big... He had the big interview, the big feature. Would have been the cover star, but because the Bengals were two and four, we decided to put the much better Vikings on the cover because they had two articles, the Mike Carlson one and the Jeff Reinbold one.
1: I mean, that is a fun fact. That's a little pull
0: behind the curtain of how the magazine is put together.
1: Breaking the old fourth wall. I'm not sure it's that, but... No, okay, fine.
0: It's terrible use of that term, in fact. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> uh ollie i imagine we've gone well over an hour again as always it's fast approaching midnight are there any final things you would like to bring to the table today no oh really yeah there you go should i no i don't think so is there
1: anything you want to bring to the table
0: uh what did i do today i watched um westworld not the tv series the original 1973 movie
1: not seen either don't but- know what they're about
0: well worth watching the tv show it is really very good uh, all the good shows are kind of coming back at this time of year so walking dead to come back loving the
1: time uh, i've seen the first one i'm uh, awaiting to see the second one. i might see it when i go home <laughs> the first one is so brutal the oh second one the second one is great do you do you read the comics no but you've told me about it that she becomes a badass
0: uh, no no not so much that but do, do you know about the kingdom what kingdom? <laughs> I really, right? But there's, Go there's home been that advert it. where there's Go that black guy it. with
1: the grey dreads. Yeah, yeah. I it's think he's easier. gonna. He's gonna. It'll be like him versus Negan in this great battle. Oh man,
0: I really want to know your reaction to this week's episode. So after you've watched it, we'll chat about it later in the week. Uh, Otherwise, thank you as always for getting in touch at gridiron on Twitter. Don't forget that we're doing our big prize draw in the next show. We might Facebook live it as well to make sure that, you know, you see that we are doing it legally and fairly and not just giving the presents to those people who came up and were nice to us on sunday uh, although we could do that and just put fake names into the hat and stuff like that ollie if you want uh yeah good i'm <laughs> glad you did that um to make clear that i was joking uh, do go and rate us on twitter and not twitter itunes and all that other jazz because it really does help us uh it was fun doing it in studio ollie it's i've missed while. you in the
1: studio actually yeah.
0: um well i mean i'm presenting tennis on thursday night we could do a pod on Thursday for the weekend preview. I'm doing the overnights. I we could do something on Thursday. Let's, let's do, figure out. If not, it will be on Friday. But I'm not going to go uh, home.
1: Uh, I'm not going home, and I'm, I don't want to play football. So let's do something Thursday. We'll when's, figure out. When's I'm, I'm, I'm
0: also meant to be going out for a drink
1: with LBC people. Tennis
0: is six till ten. So well, we can do. I uh, think we could she, do we could bust one out at uh, ten. I think we could also do it during the tennis. In theory, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. Very, very... As long as Mike Boville doesn't listen to this, then we're fine. He, defi- uh, he definitely doesn't uh, listen. Because if he did, we'd be on TalkSport 2. Hey! Oh, hey, you leave lovely Nat Coombs alone. Uh, thank you otherwise very much for listening. It would be an listening. extra show. Oh, I'm decided you're, that's you casting shade on your presenter.
1: It would be an extra show. <laughs> I love Nat Coombs.
0: <laughs> thank you very much for listening, as always. Lots of love. This has been The Gridiron Show.
3: Asda, get all your Welsh favourites, like a 350-gram pack of Collier's Powerful Welsh Cheddar. Whilst well, £3, now £2. And Six Braces Welsh Cakes. Get two packs for just £1.50. St David's Day worthy at celebratory prices. Don't compromise. Asda. Save money, live better. Selected stores subject to availability. Welsh Cakes, Wales only. £1.10 per pack.